You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Give Your Life Away podcast. Today we're in Galatians 4, 8 through 20, and we know what Paul's pastoral heart is for this church. He saw them come to faith in Christ by faith alone, by in Christ alone, by his works alone. And so now, while they have this right standing with God, he's afraid that they are seeking to justify themselves or, or keep themselves right with God by their obedience to the Old Testament law. That's not what secures someone to God. What secures someone to God is the fact that they're in Christ Jesus. And so he's concerned that they're seeking to obey the Old Testament law for the wrong reasons. They're putting a yoke back on themselves that does not need to be there. And so he's got some pretty strong language for them. So I want to read Galatians 4, 8 through 20. In this passage, he's highlighting the fact that earlier on, they listened to him. They cared for him. They cared about how he was doing. But now he's told them the truth, and evidently they're not receiving it like they should. So he's, he's going at their reception of him. He's highlighting the fact that they were once and should continue to be people who listen to him as an authority, a messenger from God. But there's something wrong there. They're they're viewing him as their enemy. So I want to focus on one verse at the end of this passage, but let me read the passage first. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I also have become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it was because of a bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as a messenger of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testify to you that if possible, you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out, that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you, my little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth, until Christ is formed in you. I wish I could be present with you now and change my tone, for I am perplexed about you. What I want to highlight here is the fact that when Paul was speaking to them, they were treating him as their enemy, but he was really telling them truth that, that, that should have caused them to receive him with acceptance, to accept him, to hear him out, to, to follow his lead, to do what he said. And, and he says in verse 19, My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. That passage right there shows not just the heart of Paul, it shows the heart of Christ, and it shows the heart of, uh, of, a, of a faithful pastor, a faithful teacher of God's word. He wants to see Christ formed in his people. That's what Paul clearly has as his priority in life for these Galatian believers. He wants to see Christ formed in his people. And how is that going to happen? By teaching them. 
by teaching them the way of Christ. So teaching and seeing people formed into the image of Christ go hand in hand together. So I want, I want you, whatever church you happen to be at now, if you're at Kenyon Bible Church of Prescott or some other church or, or move to some other church in the future, you want to be at a place where the elders are, 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 have, the, have the biggest concern being your Christ-likeness, your growth in Christ. You want an elder board, a pastor, you want them to be concerned about how you are looking more and more like Jesus Christ every day. That's, that's the priority. Not putting on a show, not, not uh, being well-known, but, but for, for their people to grow into the image of Christ. Paul says this um, elsewhere. He says it in Colossians 1. He says, Him we proclaim, speaking of Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. You see Paul's reason for toiling. Christ gives him this energy to toil, to labor, to strive. For what? To be well known? To be well thought of? No. He strives to present everyone mature in Christ. Now you may think, well, that doesn't really apply to me. That's for pastors. Well, that's not entirely the case. Later on in Colossians, Paul's teaching the church, not pastors. He's teaching the church about what it means to put on the new man, Jesus Christ. You were once the old man. Now you've put on the new man. And so Paul says, he, he's telling them to put on this new self. And it looks like uh, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, having compassion. He's basically telling them to be Christ. You have a new self, be him. And then he says this in verse 16 of chapter 3. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So if you want to be like Christ, you let his word dwell in you richly. Do you see the link between teaching and growing into the image of Christ? Or his word and growing into the image of Christ? He says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. So, just to tie these things together, Paul in Galatians 4.19 has has the high has his highest priority being his people's growth into the image of Christ. He says that in Colossians 1. This is what he toils for. This is what he strives for. And then in Colossians 3, he tells the church, you also have the word of Christ dwelling in you so that you can teach and warn one another. So Paul wants to teach his people so that they can grow. He also wants the people in the church to teach one another so that they can grow. I want to finish by reading part of Ephesians 4 to really hammer this home, this point home. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to, get this, mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, pastors and teachers, teach the people. Hear that teaching. They themselves do the work of the ministry so that all other people in the church are growing into a mature man, growing into the, the, the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is the priority, not just for pastors, but for all Christians. To teach one another so that so that, so that the, the recipients of the teaching are growing into the image of Christ. I think about a, a sweet story. 
recently one of our dear sisters went home to be with the Lord. This was a sister that came to our church a couple of years ago and had commented to me uh, a number of times in the past about how much she was growing under the teaching of the Word. She was in women's Bible study. She was there Sunday mornings. The, the Word was teaching her, and she was becoming more and more like Christ. She was a great picture of Christ to many of us, such an encourager, su such an example to us. We want to follow in her footsteps in many ways. A couple weeks before she went to be with the Lord, we were a, a number of us were around her hospital bed, and she just kind of started talking about what she was learning and what she was depending on and what she knew to be true. And, and I, think, I think all of us were standing there. She was preaching the sermon, and we were greatly encouraged by it. And then I'll never forget this. This is one of the greatest compliments I've ever received. And it wasn't even really a compliment. It was a command. We're sitting there really kind of silent thinking about all that she's just said. And she looked at me, her pastor, and she said, Andrew, say something. And, and that right there, my heart just was encouraged. I've thought about that a number of times the last few weeks. What she was saying is, teach me. Tell me something. I was holding my Bible. I did have something to say. But I was kind of caught off guard as I was thinking about the example that she was. And then out of nowhere, Andrew, say something. She, she wanted me to teach. She wanted to learn, not from me. She wanted to learn from the Word of God. And, and that's the posture that I think all Christians should have. Saying, Pastor, preach. Bible study leader, teach me something. Mom, Dad, tell me something from the Word of God. Ultimately, Holy Spirit, teach me something. Why? So that I can grow into a mature man or woman. So that I can grow into the mature man, Jesus Christ himself. I pray two things as I finish this podcast. I pray that you would be hearing the word and growing and becoming more like Christ and that you would be a means to other people's growth into the image of Christ. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.